Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, after finding out from Kyla that she needs one last ingredient to make an antidote for the petrified townsfolk, the heralds race into the woods to find enough moonflowers for her needs. While harvesting the flowers, they are attacked by peritons, but manage to fight them off. And now they stand amongst fresh corpses, looking at the final few flowers they need to collect to save the town. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obo Crazy. And tonight, I have Baileys. That's it. I just have Baileys because I'm keeping it simple. And maybe that makes me stupid. I don't know, but I have a big cup of Baileys. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking a favorite beer of mine, Shotgun Betty, but I'm drinking it out of my R2-D2 sippy cup Aww. that I bought at the Kroger last year in celebration of the new Star Wars movie. I, I gotta tell you, I love this beer, but it tastes like a twice as good out of a sippy cup. Well, especially out of a Star Wars sippy cup. I think that makes everything taste better. Jonathan, are you drinking anything out of a Star Wars sippy cup? This is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, and tonight I am not drinking for reasons. Those reasons being, this week is BoardGameGeek.com, and pretty much from Wednesday to Saturday night, I will be drinking nonstop. So I am giving my liver a vacation before the rest of my body goes on vacation. Back to you, Obo. Are you having, uh, not just alcohol, are you having anything to drink nearby? Not, not, not at the moment. I may, have, I may okay. go grab some water here in a bit. Water is always good. Stay hydrated while you are fighting peritons, ladies and gentlemen. Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a Devil's Backbone by the Real Ale Brewing Company, but I realize I don't have a bottle opener for it, so I'm going to find something in this room that I can smash this bottle against to open it. No, no, or I will chat very slowly hey, with Travancore. Go. Okay, whatever. All right. Oh, no, too much, too much, too much. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Travancore, what are you drinking and do you need to smash it against something in your room? Hello, neighbors. Uh, probably not, although this is a, uh, a momentous uh, night. For those of, you, of our listeners who are astute, I've been drinking uh, Winchester uh, straight bourbon whiskey for the past uh, few months. I've had this bottle for probably about a year and it is completely empty now. Ooh. So, ah, it's the last of the Winchester bourbon is the Viceroy's Choice this night. I really think there needs to be, like, a liquor someday called Viceroy's Choice. <laughs> New life dream. Unlocked. Yeah. There you go. Legitimately, like, if I ever, like, take up the family business of my ancestors, which was running moonshine, both sides, until some great-grandparent found Jesus... I will Which is funny, <laughs> as Jesus turned water into wine, so you'd I figure know, those who want to make moonshine. Legit, legit, my, like, when my grandmother was, like, little, apparently they were told her and her, like, siblings were had to, when the, like, actual, like, federal agents came to their house. Sorry, I'm derailing this. This is amazing. They had to play piano badly and sing loudly to entertain the agents 
while her my one of my like great grandparents pretended the dad wasn't home when in reality they were in the basement moving the still <laughs> and the piano singing and the piano and the singing that was to cover up the noise of the still so if i ever like take up that noble occupation on both sides of the goddamn family might i add i will name that liquor viceroy's choice <laughs> i love it when history comes alive i love it are we allowed to keep that entire story you in this can. episode? My mom proudly tells Perfect. it. I remember being a child and being sent up to bed, but like hiding on the stairs while my dad's side of the family, my grandmother, I remember being little and hearing my grandmother telling stories about her grandparents running, her parents and grandparents running liquor. Like, I love it. Both sides. Both sides. South Carolina, West Virginia. Classy people. Absolutely. Says the girl drinking out of an R2-D2 sippy cup. They would be so proud of me right now. They would be so happy. Except you didn't actually make the beer that's in there. That they may have a problem with. Mm. But speaking of making beer, or not, making making a soft salve, let's say. You don't want to drink it, but you guys have been collecting moonflowers. As I said in my recap, you guys just finished battling a whole bunch of awful deer bird creatures who liked to roll natural 20s. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> you found, after you'd killed them, the last of the flowers that you need nearby. We did? Because we had 12. Did we find eight more? So you actually haven't checked out the um, tree just yet. You've just finished this fight. You guys see a tree nearby that has a lot more of these flowers on it. Bernie, I know you had wanted to do something with the Periton bodies, mm -hmm. but we didn't get into it specifically because we had to stop. So at this point, let's say the fight is over. You've taken a moment to collect yourselves. What would you like to do? I would like to perform the Haruspices. It's a type of auspices. It's a type of divination. It's a type of telling the future that I do believe falls under something that I should be able to do as a cleric. It's an actual thing that people used to do. So auspices were reading bird signs, but very specifically, poultry or cattle, you could inspect their entrails, livers, etc., often livers, to divine the future. And I think I should be able to do that. Okay. I have, it's like, they say that you need, like, sticks or rolling bones, but, like, this is a literal historical divining tool where people used to, like, poke out livers and try to figure out the future. I think that okay. counts. The creatures you've killed aren't totally birds, but there's a lot of bird in them. And go ahead and roll a nature check. Oh, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, because the first thing you need to do is get the to entrails see if I can of this understand creature, right? What the liver is? I feel like it's a religion check, but that's well. That'll that'll come in a moment when you want to actually do the divination. What if? Hold on, that's a six. What if in realizing <laughs> I'm bad at this, I have some of my compatriots come over and help me find a liver? Uh, so what? What kind of check is it? Let me let me say this. So you dig into the closest periton looking for a liver and realize that while you have a decent idea about bird anatomy, this weird bird-deer hybrid creature that you're digging into, you have no idea. And this thing has been slashed up by Carlton's axe and hit with a whole bunch of, of arrows and you just can't find anything. The, the one in front of you is destroyed uh, and you are free to ask your fellow compatriots to look for a liver. Friends, Would I be able to use survival, Romans, like, as in dressing it? Party members. 
Uh, no, sur- survival is going to be a little different because you you you're not you're not necessarily dressing this for eating later. We're looking for a, a liver, well, so it would be a guy, nature right check. I'll give it a shot. Nature guy, viceroy. Our arcane guy is going to go take a waz over in the over in this tree. Okay. I'll be right back. Roll him a check. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give me a nature check as you walk over to a second periton body. Got me a twelve. Okay, you. This creature is already fairly sliced open from what looks like one of uh, Bernie's spiritual guardians, and you pry it open a little bit more and search around. It takes a good 10, 15 minutes of being careful. You do actually manage to find the liver, but the liver itself has been perforated and is not going to be of use. But you have managed to figure out where the liver is usually in this body and see what it looks like. Madam God, I did roll an 18 on my nature for one of the other peritons. Okay. Carlton uh, watches Travancore kind of dissect this thing. You guys see the liver, and Carlton walks on over to a third periton, finishes slicing it open, reaches down, grabs the liver gently, holds it out to Bernie. What's the magic word? It's either mayonnaise or poison, right? I have a hotline to God. Gimme, 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 I thought little buddy had manners. Not where the divine is concerned, no. Fine, Queen Bay has done me right. This time, no manners, and I handed no over. No manners, thank you. But only because Queen Bay has done me well. She has. Because this is a fairly large creature, the liver that Carlton hands you, between your small hands and its large size, it takes you both hands to hold this thing. It's slimy, it's huge, but it is intact. And we cannot eat these or we'd die because we'd get a vitamin B overdose because they're carnivores. So, Carlton, no, this is not dinner. As she sees, I'm like cutting into the. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's for real, actually. So, describe to me what, what you would like to do with this liver. Tell, tell me exactly what you're looking to do. Basically, this is like, according, <laughs> according to what I remember from my Latin class, I basically have to kind of poke at it what is it there was like i kind of just poke at it and it's gonna be <laughs> a lot of times it was like the patterns of the entrails when you like laid them out on the offering table if i recall correctly okay and you it's kind of like you know in like a harry potter where they had tea leaves and there's like but well, like gross well the t- you've done this Kind of thing before with tea leaves, but this I, is a little different with entrails. Go ahead and give me an intelligence check. Y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, none of these checks are checks that I have any kind of advantage in. All right. We'll get to the religion eventually. We'll get to religion eventually. That sounds like my entire life story. <laughs> well, that's too. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just use it as my ingredient for the spell of augury, please? <laughs> There's features on a liver. It's like, I just looked What did up. you roll? A two. Okay. So you think back, Bernie thinks back to her history lessons and the, the things that she overheard and this weird language that she doesn't understand called Latin. And... Yeah, there was a table and she remembers entrails and stuff, but she's not exactly sure. Now, the augury that you've done before, that's a spell, right? Yeah. 
This is a little different than that, but if you would like to give it a try with the with the liver, I'd say you would need to cast the spell and then I would need a religion check. Okay. So here's I just found a picture of these clay liver models that are supposed to, that are written God knows what language. <laughs> <laughs> so Bernie has pulled out her cell phone her and has phone looked up on looked on up Divine Google. Divine Google. And it's got these like these old school like artifacts that are literally like models of the liver and the different pokey parts. It's like, I'm supposed to stick some sticks in it. <laughs> We're just gonna cast well, augury. Um yeah. let's expedite Jules, this the next shit. time. Jules, the next time I am in town, we will definitely get ourselves some livers and you will divine the shit out of things. Bernie at this moment, however, okay. all she really knows how to do is tea leaves. So go all ahead and cast the spell and give me, a, give me a religion check to go along with it. I think it's like you got to do something. And yeah, you're about to give me a religion check as you lay I this. I got to poke it because I, I roll the bones and I look at the tea leaves and we're just going to poke it. You're going to. This is going to be the action associated with liver augury is poking it with a stick. Um, And then I'm going to ask Bay about uh, what's going to happen. You're going to ask Bay if you can poke it real good. Okay, as you roll this check, give me me a specific question you are asking your goddess. You guys, what do we want to know? This is for the group. Uh, Group? Jonathan the Magic Muscular here. I mean, is there is there anything could we ask where one of the uh uh Felotian instruments is? Um the Fallopian so tube not instruments? Really, um, you could ask that. It's kinda yes no, right? Bernie, you're unsure whether you're gonna get the same kind of response that you normally would from Augury, because Augury usually gives you a wheel or a woe, a good or a bad. This is something a, a little different. So go ahead and ask your question, make your religion check, and and you'll we'll see well, what happens. I, I mean, Felatier instruments, by the uh, way. W- okay, not fallopian instruments. Got it. Not no. Those are I completely would know what different. The we may be facing in the uh, the Crypt Garden, but that's not that's very general. Like, like. I, I don't know of anything specific we need to know about the Crypt Garden other than we already know it's dangerous. I mean, do we have any do we have any intelligence about what we're walking into? We just like we heard Haunted Forest near Carlton's homeland. Let's go there and do shit. Well, we never quite defined what the do shit was. So maybe we should define what the do shit is. Maybe we could ask her to define what our shit is. Maybe we should ask her if it is, what are we looking for anyway? Well, in the short term, we're looking for flowers. While you guys are doing this, can I just grab some flowers real quick? We already have the flowers. Yeah. We have. How many do we have total yeah. then? We we found the last. I don't think we actually grabbed the last eight. You saw a tree with some more flowers on it, but I still. Haven't picked them. Nobody's gone over to invest. Unless you were peeing on the tree. Jonathan, were you peeing on the tree? <laughs> I was don't peeing on the tree on next to it. And on the way back, I grabbed the flowers. Boom. Okay. Well, that settles that. Let's do one thing at a time. Let's finish. What question is Bernie asking as she pokes a liver? That's what we're trying to decide. Like, yeah, we know. Not- Let's decide that first and then we'll do flowers. Well, I know why I'm here. I'm here for revenge. Okay, Carlton, is there anything you would like to know? You're the one kind of driving this little side quest. So am I the last one? All right. Nope. Is Carlton the last of the interstellar star whales? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Maybe maybe you should qualify that 
Because this is like Am I the is... only survivor of the attack? What attack? You're not the You've only been survivor. a survivor of many attacks. Get any I think Carlton's hoping that he's vague enough that he gets a yes or a no, he'll know what it means and we won't. But if we're gonna do this, maybe we need more details. No, Carlton's just not smart enough to know Hold how on. to talk to Z- a guy. Zach Morris timeout. We're done. We're done with vagary. We're gonna find out why the fuck we're out here, and we're gonna get answers. There's no, a I'm chick in there that you're really weird to know about. How to talk to a god, Bernie. You would know. It's not Carlton that's gonna be talking to this god. It's you, and you need to ask this question. So you probably need to know what you're talking about if you want an answer. Carlton, what are you the last of? Am I the last of my tribe? Did I? Am I the only survivor? All right, babe. All right, roll a religion check. Fuck yeah, religion. Well, I'm good. I'm good at a thing, and when I'm good at a thing, I'm good at a thing. And when I'm bad at a thing, it's terrible. (laughs) That's a 27, my friends. Okay. Bernie, you poke this liver, and you ask this question, and you you actually ask it out loud, because you're kind of used to doing the augury out loud, and you ask, is Carlton the last of his tribe? And poke the liver, and the liver immediately on poking it after you have asked this question splits open and for a moment it looks like you've just poked it too many times and it's spilled open and it's kind of disgusting but as it spreads out you can almost in the viscous liquid that's inside this liver see it it's starting to melt into the ground the more hard stuff the not immediately liquid that's just dissipated Seems to spell out no. Wait, what? No, the answer is no. I'm not the last of my trap? Carlton starts welling up. I put my arm on on his shoulder to sort of comfort him. Wait, who? 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 Who survived? Bay, Queen Bay, Queen, hey. Oh my goodness. What? At this point, the liver has just kind of totally melted away. Even the the little bits of of hard detritus that made that word for a moment, it's now kind of spread out into the ground and there's not much left. I go to one of the other peritons and I cut open the liver and I start poking. I'm like, who's left? Who's left? Tell me. Tell me who's left. That's not how I Uh, Go ahead and roll a strength check. You said check, not save. Nope, eight. You pull open this uh, fourth periton and start to poke the liver and... Fortunately, you're trying to be careful, so you don't actually poke it so hard that you break it, but as you're kind of shuffling around in here, the the liver kind of slides a little bit and it comes loose and it it looks like it actually won't take too much abuse if you wanted to use this liver. Well, Carlton doesn't really augury very well, so... Poke it real good. Carlton starts poking there to the beat. There are so many flavors. Why do you <laughs> chose to be salt and pepper? <laughs> after about goodbye, goodbye everyone. <laughs> after about five or six seconds of poking to the beat, you actually poke straight through the liver, and it kind of crumbles into nothing. But you've now got a really catchy tune in your head. Oh, Carlton, that's not how any of this works, but. Jonathan, you wanted to check out the tree with the flowers, right? I, I was, I, I wazzed and I, I was like, oh yeah, the tree near the pitons where I woke up from almost dying. Yeah, yeah, it had flowers. So I go grab the flowers and come back. Okay, hold on. We got to talk about this real quick. We got to, we got a Zach Morris timeout about how every time you endanger your life 
and to the point where you die and you get all mad at me and you're like, oh, I almost died. Don't you bitch at me. You have muscles, but you know what you don't have? None of that mage armor. I don't remember you putting on your fucking mage armor. I wasn't. No, no. I didn't Zach Morris time out you. Isaac Morris timed out the vague bullshit we've been dealing with ever since we came out to this fucking forest. No, 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 because you're right. I died. If you don't put on your armor and if you don't remember that we have a tank and he's over there and he is booger green and you are not him, then those two things are going to get you killed. And there's only so much I can do when there's birds trying to eat me for dinner and have sex with deer. Because I'm pretty sure that's how that happened. To be fair, they were trying to eat your heart and impregnate it. Yes, that's a thing that almost happened. They, they were gonna I eat. don't even know what category to put that under. So, I... wait a minute. Do they eat or fuck our hearts? I'm a bit confused about that. I think it's, it's just It's a little like, bit of both. I thought it was essentially their version of having like oysters for dinner. But like, whatever it is, you you can't do the thing where you're like, I'm fine. Because I know how many points of health you have, my dude. It's not enough. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> I was in the back line throwing fireballs and they had flyby attack. Yes. And, and you didn't, didn't even check ever, for ticks. So. Lyme disease, guy. Lyme disease. Exactly. Lyme disease kills. I start heading back to town. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan, what's your perception check? Hang on. <laughs> I was a little distracted. <laughs> yeah, you walk over to the tree to start trying to harvest flowers, complaining about how you just died, and then this whole conversation happens. Uh, 14. 14. Perfect. Uh, you find 10 blooming moonflowers. Pick it nice. real good. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. The episode of this title is ba, ba, da, ba, ba. <laughs> All right, you pick those flowers with ease, and you are now standing in the darkened forest. There are still two unliver-poked peritons and a bunch of flowers in your bag. What would you like to do? So do we Do we feel like we could augury a go-go more? But that, that was a spell, right? So you can't, you can't cast that anymore. No, there's no more augury today. There will be no liver poking. We're we're done with augury. Can we can we keep a liver for augury tomorrow? I think it has to be fresh because it involves a sacrifice. Do we still have an everfresh box? We Ooh. do have an everfresh box. We do. Good yeah. call, Travancore. All right, I'll put a liver in the everfresh box. But see, I was I was under the like kind of like it's one of those things where it's like the liver may be fresh, but the magic depends on the sacrifice. In terms of actual ritual, listen. I'll if I need to sacrifice somebody, I'll sacrifice someone. Oh Lord, you're you're not exactly sure. I mean, you're kind of making this all up as you go along, and you you have a feeling that maybe you you just were really good at praying to Queen Bay, but you're really unsure. I do need a nature check if someone wants to try to harvest one of those last two livers. I'll try it. It won't be me. Ooh, ah, uh, not looking good here. Nature, nature you want to try nature. again? Nature, uh, twelve. You've kind of watched as one of these livers was harvested so you think you know what you're doing and you pull open the the fifth periton and reach in and grab what you think is the liver and out comes half a liver and then it kind of disintegrates in your hand and now your hand is kind of covered in liver ew well you gotta ew. figure this will work for any bird it doesn't have to be one of these deer bird jerks so it's a simple matter of killing yeah uh, like a mockingbird or, uh, or a puffin those guys are jerks any bird will do 
We're not Fine. killing puffins. No puffins. Somewhere Soria is really <laughs> concerned. There is one more Periton if someone Travancore, would like to try, or Ranger you're will give it a free shot. to go. All right, here we go. 13. You reach in to grab the liver and pull out, and you pull out what you think is a heart. And you're like, no, this isn't it. And you're reaching again, and you pull out a lung. And you're reaching again, and you feel the liver, and then it kind of disintegrates in your hand. Ah, this is why mom said I couldn't be a doctor. Mm. You guys are covered in liver and moonflower. What would you like to do? We have enough flowers now, right? We have, yeah, we have 22. Enough. We have, yeah, let's, yep. let's head back then. No time's of the essence. Okay. Are you guys going to just head back exactly the way you came, kind of through the racing grounds into the town? Did you want to make any pit stops? Or no. Or were you just I mean, straight back? Uh, giving my recognizing of the area, I think I'll, you know, being a wanderer, just take the quickest route, even if it's not the way we came in. It seems actually like the way you came in is kind of the quickest route. Like, you entered these woods, and because these moonflowers are fairly prevalent in this area, you didn't have to go very far, uh, very deep into the woods. So only takes you about uh, 15, 20 minutes before you start to wind your way back onto a game trail, getting yourself back towards where the racetrack was. And I need everyone to roll me perception checks as you get near the edge of the woods. You got sure. it. I can do that. Woohoo! Yes! Good job, Bernie. Everybody drink. Oh, jeez. Glug, I'm glug. I'm so perceptive and religious right now, guys. Carlton. Ten. I've got a lot on my mind. You do. Uh, Travancore. Uh, 21 for Travancore, five for Shadow. And Jonathan? Uh, five for Jonathan the Magic Muscular and 13 for Bucks. And Bernie. I got a natural 20, so plus five is 25, and then my dog got a 12. Bernie and Travancore, as you guys are heading back to the town, as you get to about a minute or two from the edge of the woods, you can kind of see the, the trees suddenly thin out ahead of you as you're going to reach the area of the racetrack that uh, were to the side of the stands. You hear what sounds like the smashing of stone. <gasps> Uh, let's get the fuck over there. Let's get the fuck over there. Maximum what, effort. Get the fuck over it. Let's get our get, burst Get of the speed fuck check. over there. Get, yep, I'm going to go there with all 40 feet of movement. Okay, so you guys are rushing forward? Yeah, I run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I run. Running. You guys charge forward kind of through the last few feet through the woods, break out into the the darkened field that is this racetrack and the stands. It's a little hard to see. It's a it's a fairly cloudy evening, so there's really not a moon or stars out, but you can see on the other side of the stands that all of the townspeople were sitting in, kind of behind them and a little bit to the right, you see torches looks like four five maybe six torches they all seem to be people on horseback um you can't quite make out any details from here but you do see clearly people with torches around where the second group of statues of townspeople currently are we we look and and see or i look and see what what's going on i mean are the people on horseback smashing statues as you start to approach, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Can I roll perception to see if I recognize the uh, the crest of the people on the horse? Sure. 13. Jonathan, as you guys kind of continue to rush forward, you see that the it mostly is men on horseback, and they've... You don't know what they were doing, but they now have turned in your direction. You can see two of them 
have moved forward. They're not coming to you directly, but they've moved kind of forward to meet you. And it looks like they're all, they've heard you coming and they're waiting to see what's going on. Well, well no, um, so are there smash statues? Uh, you can't see from here. You'd have to get, you're, you're still at this point, like a hundred, 150 yards away. It's, it's a little hard to see the, the torchlight is enough to kind of illuminate these men and you can see that they're on horses but until you get a lot closer you can't make out any other details and carlton what'd you get uh i got a 16 to see if i recognized any of the uh crest of the horse riders uh you squint as you get a little closer one of the riders actually the one of the two that have come forward has their torch kind of a little more to their side than way above their head and you do recognize the Salember house okay yeah, these they're they they're probably just looking for their their friends and family. I I mean the Salember house I don't remember being assholes. That was Amkar. Fuck the Amkarthas. Yes, but not very nice people can have very terrible views. That's true. I say to Bucks. I say Bucks, fly because it's still dark, right? It is. It, yeah, it's like eleven o'clock at night. I it's say fly very very dark. Fly high and over the uh, over where the statues are and. See if there are any broken ones. Okay. Uh, have Bucks roll a perception check. As you guys, I'm assuming you're continuing to kind yes. of yeah, run Yeah, we're still heading that direction. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay. As he flies over, there's that first group of statues from the, the first part of the attack. Those all seem to be fine. He coasts over the two gentlemen on horseback that Carlton kind of squinted at. The one does seem to be in, in the Salember colors. The other doesn't seem to be in any garb that you can notice as you fly over as he flies over to where the second grouping of statues is you do notice that these guards seem to be in different colors than the the two that approached the one that uh, Carlton noticed and there is it looks like one statue the arm has come off and the upper torso has <gasps> fallen down into the that. ground. I can fix that, guys. Would mending work on the statues? You have no idea. According to this, it will. Well, we don't know if like they're technically considered statues or not. I think they're statues until they get put back together. Uh, anyway, as you guys continue to approach, Carlton, you as you get a lot closer and your dark vision finally comes into play, you do notice that the two that have come towards you, uh, one of them is a gentleman you do not recognize who was in the Salember colors. The other gentleman you now recognize is a, a very familiar Asok Amkartha. Uh-oh. And he he is sitting upon the horse next to this Salember guard. The two of them seem to be waiting for you guys as you continue to rush up. I mean, you guys charged forward. Um, I tell my friends before we get within earshot of them, call me Leosian. Do not call me Carlton. Call me Leosian. You got it, Leonard. This guy doesn't like me. The one guy doesn't like me. All right. I, I approach the, uh, the horsemen who are meeting us and say, what ho, horsemen? Um, the gentleman who is not carrying the torch, not the guard, the other one who just seems to be kind of in black leathers, he's got a mace to his side. Both of them are riding the, the gray horses that you've, you've kind of seen all over town. He looks at you and says, can I ask what you are doing here at this time of night? I say, we are, 
We are carrying out a mission for the ta- town alchemist in order to save as many of those lives as possible. We heard stone breaking and rushed over to make sure that all of the citizens that have been turned to stone are still intact. Well, sadly, not all of them are. It seems that in the time it took from some of my guards to come on back, there has been another attack and we had to drive off a couple more of those basilisks because they seem to want to make more trouble. I do an, I squint my eyes and do an inside check at him. Okay. Carlton, are you making any attempt to hide yourself yeah, your face or like, have you walked up to yeah, keeping like my head kind of down a little just like you know looking around like it's been five years i don't look exactly the same but i'm not like hey okay 13 insight okay i'm gonna text you something real quick can i go up to the statues and do some kind of check to see if i can mend the arm um sure it's gonna you have to kind of go past the horseman to the other side so it's gonna uh, take you a few minutes well it'll take you about a minute to to get over there but you can start heading in that direction as jonathan is chatting with this guy all right so jonathan i've just texted you something carlton Asok looks over at you as he answers this question from Jonathan, and, and he's now kind of peering at you, squinting a little bit in the darkness as he does. He's just a human and does not have dark vision. And he says, where have you come from? Who who are you with? You like we the like, well, we came down from what uh, from. Greenest, and then we were in Waterdeep, and then we were traveling along the long road. We picked up with a caravan. Then the horse races were happening. We're like, hey, let's go check out a horse race. And then shit went down, and we happened to be around, so we helped out. And then the alchemist lady said, like, hey, I need help with the flowers. And so we went and helped the flowers. We were just like helping. Bernie turns around and goes, that's the long and the short of it. I, I look at the. <laughs> See, at- long, short, long and short. Ah, uh-huh. with the Bernie. I look at the, uh, at the, at the horse rider. And I say, yes, Kyla was very insistent on this helping. Uh, I don't know if I caught your name, good sir. The gentleman sits up a little straighter in his his saddle. He's been, he's kind of looked at all of you. He watched as Bernie trotted by on Coco Snoop, but he's mostly been just kind of continuing to look at Carlton suspiciously. He looks back at you and he says, well, I guess if you're new, I wouldn't expect you to recognize me. I am Asok M. Karthra. I am one of the leading houses here in town, and you will address me as my lord. Apologies, my lord. I, as you pointed out, I am new here and don't know who is who, is who yet, but I appreciate that, uh, that you have, that you have let me know who you are. And I want, I would like you to know that I I'm Jonathan the Magimuscular, mighty wizard from Neverwinter, and uh, we have we have endured many adventures to come to this part of the world. And as you have seen, we're at the town service, so we just want to make sure that all these citizens are safe. And we would we would help in any way we can to accomplish that goal. Yes, I. That is why I am here. And Check him for four cans. You're, I'm sorry, what? Bernie yells out, check him for fork hands. Ask him if he's spent any time in the Misty Mountains. As um, she yells this out, he's distracted 
for a second. He doesn't quite understand what's going on. He turns back to you. He gives you a, a little bit of a stern look and says, We're not one who want outsiders in our business. As you can see, my men and my associates are here now in order to protect these people, and they will be protected. We appreciate your concern, but I think it's best if you move along. Have you ever defiled anything? Bernie, at this point, you're a little too far away, but you've gotten close to the second grouping of statues. You can see that there's, now that you've gotten pretty close, you can see that there's four other men on horseback here in this area. Um, All of them are carrying torches. All of them seem to be in the same colors and crest as the, the, guy that Jonathan has been talking to or I'm sorry that's um not the same as the the other guy they seem to be in the black and the red that you recognized earlier from the the race they are wary and kind of giving you a strange look but they don't interfere as you walk up to the one statue that you can see has obviously been destroyed in some way as you walk up to that statue, you do see that there actually are two other statues that have been damaged. One of them looks like it's completely crumbled. It's in a multitude of pieces on the ground. The head has been split in two. Um, the other one looks like it's just lost an arm. The The running pose that this townsperson was in, the right arm has kind of been knocked free. And you don't see it on the ground just yet, but you do see that it's just the arm. As you approach this other statue, I need you to make an investigation check. That's a 15. Bernie, you approach the statue, you kind of take a look around at the area, and then you you take a closer look at this statue. You are unsure if mending will actually work on this, because this is... Until the effects of the petrification become permanent, which would actually, of course, kill the the person, this is still technically a person. You can always give it a try, but you're not sure if it'll work, especially this person has been damaged so greatly, you know, with the head and part of the, the torso coming off. You're not sure if this person is salvageable. You do also notice with that investigation, the damage, there doesn't seem to be any claw marks or teeth marks or any signs of a basilisk going after this this statue. I want to turn to the other horse people. Okay. And I want to say, do you know who this is, was, may yet to be? One of the gentlemen glares down at you and says... No. Yeah. Is there a lying check? Can I do a fucking lying That's check? That's an insight uh, check. You can roll an insight check to see if they're they're lying to you. That's a 13. Uh, plus your wisdom. Plus my wisdom? What? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, a, really? it's an insight check. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's an 18 then. The gentleman doesn't seem to be lying. He doesn't seem to know who this person is. He doesn't seem to care, but he doesn't seem to be lying to you. So, um... I heard that, like, the basilisks came back. That's a thing. And? How many were there? The guards kind of look at each other, and he looks down at you, and he says, not enough that we couldn't drive them off. I, well, yes, I mean, but, like, so here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you, like, a thing right now. Like, 
How is the... I have a quick question. Can Bernie look around and ascertain the distribution of, like, stone figures? Yeah. What What exactly are you looking for? As in, for? like, the crumbled stone figures, are they on the edge of things? Or are they in the center? Is it... Basically, what I'm trying to figure out is if this is a group of stone figures, would it make sense that something coming out of the woods would get to these first? Or do these happen to sit conveniently not too convenient to something making a random attack? If you're looking for basilisks that would have been coming out of the woods and attacking the first thing they saw no that other group of statues that were this is the the second group that were created from the second attack kind of after some people started to flee to flee the first group that was created when the first group attacked are much closer to the woods that's exactly what i thought so um did they do they have, like, a particular hatred for, like, these these three people? Did they just, like, smell bad, even in stone? The guard shrugs and says, Monsters. How am I supposed to know what a monster thinks? Well, I don't know, right? Because, like, that's the thing. Like, if I was just a randomly rampaging monster who had randomly rampaged through your nice little um, uh, Spartacus, no, not Spartacus, Ben-Hur type thing you got going on here, I would just attack anything. But these guys seemed really selective, don't you think? And shouldn't you be worried? Because what if they just start selecting? Because then you wouldn't know who was next. That's why we're here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, but like, didn't it strike you as odd that they would just ignore all these other statues and come kill these ones? Or did you kill them? Ma'am, do you have any place that you're supposed to be right now? Have I heard any of this? You're, I'm supposed to be right here. We're going to pause for a second. Uh, No, you haven't heard any of this because this is while you've mostly had the conversation with with the the two that are in front of you, I I um, yeah, you I, catch a little bit of the end of it. Um, I will say before you have a chance to do anything else, the the gentleman in the Salember colors leans over and whispers something to Asok, and Asok just nods and says, "Fine, go." And that guy starts to ride off. Looks like in the direction of the town. Asok turns back to you and says. We need to get back to guarding these statues. So if you have no other business here, I suggest that you find yourself away from here. And he pulls his horse to start to go back towards his men. I say, well, fairly well, my lord. And uh, we'll be seeing you. I mutter under my breath, my lord, my ass. I say, shut up. We'll deal with it until later. I say, Harold, away. I actually yell like, that. I like Harold. Wait, no, because I do want to check ending. Hold on. After the fact, though, can I do like a check on him to see if he's actually like legit noble or if he's just like posing as one kind of thing? Yeah. Um. Roll me an insight check. Does he have that high aristocratic forehead? 16. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, you'll just be a high lord. He seems a little insecure. After checking out his bearing and the way he spoke and kind of the way he he forcefully addressed Jonathan, you... You get the sense he's not lying about being noble, but he definitely is, he leans on it. He's, you've noticed in your time amongst other royalty, there are those who act royal and there are those that have to remind people they are royal. And he seems to be the latter of the two. That's what I figured. Any other questions? Sorry. Uh, 
like you're, Jules, you're gonna try, uh, Bernie, you're gonna try mending so this uh, thing. I got two schools of thought on this. So we've got the one that's basically a pile of rocks, right? Yeah, there's one that's just completely destroyed that looks like. It, it would be a jigsaw puzzle to put back together. There's the one that you were investigating, which has kind of in three large pieces. And the one there's the one that's just missing an arm. So what if I combined two things? Uh, what do you mean? What if I combined my healer's kit and my mending skill hmm. to try to reattach the arm using both aspects of that current existence? You're not sure. Or I do have my prey, prey, one a day prey. I mean, at this point, would it be better use of our time to get these flowers back to, to Kyla so that she can heal everybody or we would take too much time? Or what, what, what's the sense of urgency that she communicated to us when, when, she, uh, when she sent us out? She only mentioned that the sooner that she's got all of the ingredients, the sooner she can make the antidote to reverse the process of these people being petrified. She mentioned that as if they're petrified for more than a week, it becomes permanent. Okay, so, so it sounds like you have about a week. Um, and she did show concern that if the statues were damaged or destroyed, that she would not be able to reverse the damage. All right. Sounds like it's worth a try then. Starting at second level, I can use my channel divinity to heal the badly injured. So I could... That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the principle of this is that they are neither fully stone nor fully human. So you would basically have to use like two things, right? There's people who play D&D and they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? But this, yeah, is, no, how, this okay. is my logic. And this and, is how no, it that's should fun. work. That's, that's one of the things that makes you you is that <laughs> you, you think of these things because you're not entrenched and just thinking about uh, whatever has come before D&D in D&D. If I was actually living in a magic universe, that's how I would think of this. If this person exists in neither form, then you need both in order to fix this. Okay. So you are currently standing in front of the one and where the torso has come off, you know, kind of in, in three parts. I would love you to uh, roll me a medicine check. Oh, I'm good at that. I get to add my thing to that. 22. You're standing there examining this broken statue and directly next to the one that you are examining is another whole statue. And you kind of, as these thoughts enter your mind of, is, is this still alive? Are they dead? Is this a mending thing? Is this a healing thing? You know, you're, you're unsure. And so you reach out and with your divine healing sense kind of scan this broken statue and then use the one the whole one next to you as a template and you notice there's a distinct difference between the two the whole one gives you a sense of of a little bit of life like you feel there is still a revival that can take place here you do not still feel a spirit connected to this broken one and as you turn that divine sense on the other two broken statues, you see the one that has crumbled into so many jigsaw puzzle pieces is the same. There does not seem to be a spirit still attached to the statue. But the the third one, the one that has just lost an arm, that one, you, you still feel the essence of a presence in that statue. And it seems like 
the amount of damage that two of these statues have taken is too great for even the stone shape of these statues to bear. And the the life that was contained within those two is now gone. All right. Uh, at this point, Asuk has returned to his men. And as you kind of finish your examination and and come back to yourself, he says... Are you done poking in our business, or would you like to move along? I don't know. Are you done killing people, or would you like to knock a few more of these over? And can I hear this now? Because my my thought hearing this is that I'm almost out of ammo. Like, if we were to get into a scrape with these guys, normally that'd be fine. But we would get our ass kicked at this point, since I have almost no spells from fighting Basculus's and uh, peritons. You think this as you hear Bernie very clearly say these words to Asok, who, surprisingly, even though you don't think the stick up his ass could get any straighter, manages to sit up even straighter in his his saddle and looks down at you, Bernie, and says, how dare you even insinuate that? I am here to protect these unfortunate folk, and you are just random nobodies. And, and he looks over as Carlton Jonathan and uh, Travancore walk on over, uh, he gives a glare to Carlton and then looks back and he says, and possibly unsavory characters. I will not have you accusing me of anything. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is fucking leave. racist as hell. I, Hold I on, say, Leo. I, I, I got yeah, this. okay. I, I, I at this, this point, I put light on my hand. I step in between everyone. I was like, all right, heralds, let's move on. We have a delivery to make. I got a broken arm to fix, literally, right here. Because let me tell you what, those two, they're dead. So I hope you're super satisfied with yourself. Because you've either done this on purpose or you're so shitty at your job that Vasco's permeated all the way through here just to purposely attack these three people. Which I'm sure you've heard the phrase, rumors only grow, my friend. Um... But I'm going to fix this person. I'm going to fix them. And once I fix them, if I come back and there's any more people who are crumbled into tiny little fucking bits, you, you, sir, are going to be held responsible. So do your job and create a fucking perimeter and do what you would do. You're on horses for Christ's sake. And it, it he gives you this interesting grin and he says, oh, we will be creating a perimeter. Guards and the four guards on horseback draw their weapons and surround you. And Asok says, you have now threatened the life of a lord of this town. And I do not take that lightly. You will drop your weapons and come with me now. How do I know that you are not the reason that these statues have been destroyed? How am I supposed to believe some strangers Wait, on, wandered into town? Wait, were they destroyed when you got here to protect? them or were they destroyed in the basilisk attack that your men just made up i would have you be quiet or i will make you be quiet and at this no, point the guards now have their weapons drawn and are advancing on sir, you sir i'm just gonna point out are you human he's a human bernie. they're hard they can't bernie, tell them apart stop. bernie i am travancore viceroy of glenmar you may address me as my lord now we have the means 
to reverse this. We have the flowers. Let's be on our way. Roll a persuasion check. Is he, what did he say he was? Was he a duke or was lord. he a- Lord. He's a he, lord. He re- requested you call him my lord. Yeah, but you can be the lord. Is he an earl? Is he a viscount? He's an asshole. You're not a sure. Marquee. He just said, he just insisted on being called my lord. He is Asok M. Karthra. All of the men on horseback are uh, humans. Well, that's and, not good. Eleven. Okay. Asok looks at you and says, well, my lord, you'll be coming with us to answer some questions about why you and your friends have shown up and decided to threaten the house of Amkartha. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Bernie, what the fuck? I'm sorry. It's just humans. Am I right? No, we are not equipped to, t- to fight. We, if you're- you are not going to be fighting. You are going to be dropping your weapons. I can say, and- my lord. I say, I say, my lord, if you'll pardon me, you, uh, we have the flowers that Kyla needs in order to save these people. We will answer your questions because I understand when strangers show up and start slinging spells around and start killing Basculus, you might have questions. We will answer those. We also want to help. So if you will allow us to, uh, you can come with us. We'll go to Kayla's, we'll make the delivery, and then we will come to you. We will keep our weapons, but we will come in peace, and then we will talk. Asok turns to the guard next to him and says, if they don't drop their weapons immediately, slaughter them. And he backs his horse up. Would you like me to drop my god? Is that like a thing you have I can a, do you for have a you? Mace. I put shield. Kevin on the ground. The guards start to advance on you. Their weapons are drawn. Uh, what would you like to do? Jonathan, I'm sorry. Drop Kevin on the ground, roll her eyes, and be like, "I what? What are you gonna drop your magic? Is you just gonna shit it out? Is that a thing you would like him to do? Is that gonna make you feel safe? My God, I just wanted to put an arm back on this person and find out why you smashed the other two to pieces." Uh, Bernie has dropped her weapon on the ground. What are the rest of you doing? I'm, I'm drawing my bow. Crazy I, side I'm going right to now. say, and I, I've held my tongue for as long as Carlton could possibly do, which is. Way longer than it should have fucking been. And I go, just like Asok, can't stand up in a fight and his ass can't cash what his mouth is writing. Fight me, single combat. Uh, Can I pick Kevin back up now? Bernie, you've dropped your mace. Travancore, you said you've drawn your bow, but you haven't dropped it? I haven't dropped it. No, I draw it. You draw it, okay. There's four of them, right? There's uh, four guards and then there's also Asok. Uh, Carlton has made this declaration. Jonathan, you've got a moment. What are you doing? I take, I take note of everyone, and uh, I, I switch all my spells to stun. Okay. You take a moment and, and think through your spells. Do what you need to do. Bernie has dropped her mace. Uh, Carlton and Travancore have obviously prepared for battle. The guards can sense this. I mean, obviously... Carlton has just made this challenge. Uh, Asok begins to laugh and draws in a breath to say something. When you hear from about 50 to 60 yards away out in the darkness, you hear, Hold, please! And as you turn, you see another group of riders approaching. This is a group of uh, five men on horseback, men and women on horseback. These are people on the big black 
chargers that you guys have seen before. There's also two other people with them on smaller roan horses. Carlton, you recognize, actually all of you recognize Kara Eagleshield, who was the, the woman that Carlton was talking to before you guys went into the woods. And actually, Jonathan, you would recognize the gentleman who is leading this charge. Uh, since you got a good look at him as he was finishing the third race when he got attacked by a whole bunch of basilisks. This is the same gentleman on what looks like the same black horse that was during that third race when the basilisks attacked and then managed to kill a whole bunch of basilisks. He is now in kind of full plate armor. His helmet is has this big black stripe uh, going back. He's got a giant broadsword in his hand. His horse is now fully decked in, in armor as well as all of the, the knights and horses with him. They come trotting up as the M. Carthra guards are starting to surround you. Everyone kind of pauses for a second. Asok looks over and you clearly see him roll his eyes as these gentlemen come forward. The, the one from the race, Jonathan, that you recognize says, My lord, before there is more bloodshed, Put down your weapons. We are here at the behest of the same people. And Asok says, I I highly doubt that. Laros, what are you doing here? You just got off the race. Are you here to get attacked some more? Go back to your house and go go play with your knights. We don't need you here. Dude, because if you're here to get attacked some more, let me tell you what, they're going to breach that perimeter. Look at these guys. They suck at their job. What, what was the guy's name? I'm sorry. La- Laros. Asok called him Laros, the, the knight that has come forward. Bernie, as you say this, Asok points to the destroyed statues and says, we were already too late to stop these ruffians from destroying these statues, and now we are bringing them in because we <laughs> think that they're the ones that were responsible. I say, now, if you liar! Sit around, I, I yell that and I say, si- liar! And I say, I'm a cast truth. I say, <laughs> fuck! I forgot I had that. I forgot. I hold on a second. That. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody, hold on. All right. As <laughs> wow, this is going off the fucking rails, <laughs> Bernie. As so, Jonathan yells this out. Asok continues to talk, Bernie. So this is it takes verbal and so yeah. So you start to move your hands and speak the words of this spell. A casting time of an action is about six seconds. As you start to do that, the guard near you brings up his mace and says, "Stop! Stop!" And he's about to hit you. I I, I step in between him and her. I was right next to her, so. Bernie, are you going to keep trying to cast a spell? Oh, shit. Yes, I am. Okay. The guard is going to try to hit you. Can, can it be with disadvantage or against me since I was trying to uh, block it? We'll see what happens. It It's a 14. So does a 14 hit? It hits. Okay. I need you to roll a... Is it a constitution saving throw? It, to maintain, Consti- yeah. Is it is it that or is there an actual concentration check? I think it's con saving throw for the concentration. Yeah, at this point, I don't usually do it once the spells have been cast, but she's trying to cast the spell right now. So uh, let's see how much damage he does. Bernie, I'm sorry. He was, his back was to me. I was too slow. You guys actually got into the fight. 
<laughs> you rolled really poorly. Uh. Okay, so you take six slashing damage as he slashes at you with his sword. Because it's and what's the level of zone of truth? The level of zone of truth, I think it's a level two. Uh, DC so. ten, uh, or half the damage you take, whichever number is higher. Uh, so that was six. Okay, so he slashes at you. You do manage to maintain concentration and start to cast the spell. Just as you cast it, Carlton, that's when you move in. And before anything else can happen, the spell goes off. Zone of truth, how big is it? Zone of Zone of truth is a 15-foot radius. Centered on a point of your choosing within range, which is 60 feet. Where do you put it? Me. Well, no, put it on okay. him. Well, I get Azok. Yeah, whatever. Wait, how? What's the configuration? Hold on, because there's nobody. There's no like. Usually, I can look at the 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 thing. The map. No. Yeah, but everything kind of went to shit very quickly. Um, <laughs> the four of you. Well, the the four of you plus your animal companions, with the exception of Bucks, who's flying around overhead, are all basically grouped in the middle. You've got the four guards who have surrounded you on all sides. Azok is about ten feet back from the guards because he moved back out of the way and then this other group has come on in and they're kind of on the opposite side so if you center it on you it's not going to get him you could center it on him and get like half the guards uh what if i center it on a guard that's like close to him and that would get basically him and the guards uh yeah you can get him and two of the guards you can get uh, basically him and three guards you can't get all four guards in him i center it on whatever gets me him and three guards Okay, so that goes off. The other guards move in to start to attack, and the uh, gentleman, you hear two voices go off at this point. You hear Kara basically yell out very loudly, No, no, wait! As you uh, see Laros, the basically the leader on this black charger come forward he slams his great sword forward and actually blocks one of the uh, the strikes of the amkartha guards and says i have ordered you to hold there will be no bloodshed while i am here so i'm like i'm almost gonna go slee and then i hold and i'm like uh all of the Mkarthas kind of freeze for a second looking over at him, uh, including even Asok. Like, that that voice just kind of pierces through everybody. And they pause. What are the rest of you doing? Good Laris. You've got a moment. He now has to tell you the truth about everything. And it will prove to you that we were defending ourselves and we are here on behest of Kyla, the alchemist, to get flowers to save the townsfolk. Uh, also, we slaughtered some basculus earlier on. Do yeah, you remember that? Yeah, we slaughtered yeah. all the basculus. We also took care of the periton problem that you had in the forest. As you can see, we're kind of covered in periton guts. And we heard rocks crashing. Uh, fucking Asok here couldn't ki- like help himself and destroy. Possibly, we are under the assumption, destroyed some of these. But now you can ask him for yourself, and he is obliged to tell you the truth. And I say, Loros, I saw you in the battle. I know you. I know you are a fine racer and a formidable warrior. And I appreciate your intervention in this matter. At this point, Laros, he's blocked this attack. There's been this pause. The guard that he's blocked has basically put his sword 
down. And you could tell from his body language, Asok's guards are well-armed and well-armored, but they are no match for this giant knight on a huge black charger. And he's looking a little intimidated. As he puts his sword down, Leros pulls his greatsword back and sets it once again at his side, looks over at you, Jonathan, and says, Thy words are kind, and I appreciate them. I did notice you and thy companions within that fight, and those are true words. As I battled my own demons, I did see you battling yours. It is on the behest of the good lady, and he points over at Kara Eagleshield. It is on the behest of the good lady that me and my men are here today in order to make sure that nothing did happen to these good townsfolk whilst you did complete this task. Well, you're a little late for that, Bernie, aren't you? Bernie, Bernie, shut the fuck up! No, 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 no. I, I got this zone of truth. You put, take your hand off my mouth, Carl, and I'll bite you. I'll bite you. We got sharp teeth in the gnome world, my friend. And I want to look at one of the guards in the zone of truth and be like, so, did the basilisk attack actually happen or are you just really shitty fighters? Are they compelled to respond by Zone of Truth, or if they talk, they just tell the truth? Because at um, this point, yeah, they gotta—they cannot speak a deliberate lie. But, but they're they, not. Can they choose not to speak? They can choose not to speak, I guess. And I'm gonna make a point of saying, I get, and I'm gonna say, you know what? Your silence is like answer enough, my friend. Because if you could tell the truth, and you could tell me you didn't hurt these people. Or you could tell me the Basilisk attack did actually happen, then we'd know you were telling the truth. It's actually pretty obvious, as you accuse them of this, that at least one of them goes to speak up, but then glances between Asok and Leros and seems to be unwilling to talk. And whether it's because they don't want to try to lie, whether it's because the, the guards might not even know exactly what this is, but they it seems like these two men have suddenly taken over this and, and you're intimidating and they're intimidating. That's right. I'm intimidating. Did, did we break these statues? That's an easy one. Would you like to answer that? That's like, like, that's like, I'll take, did we break these statues for 200? Bernie, you do notice that Laros has dismounted his horse. And you hear the clanking of his armor. He is in heavy plate mail. He takes off his helmet and rests it on kind of on his side. And you can see he is a, a an older gentleman. He's maybe in his late 40s, early 50s. Carlton, at this point, now that his helmet is off, you do recognize him and you recognize the name. You've never actually spoken to him, but you recognize the, the reputation of this man. Uh, I reach out and I say, it's good to see that there are still some noble people in the town, and not those who just feign nobility. And I kind of glance sideways at uh, Asok. You know you're in the zone of truth, right? Me? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's my truthful thought. <laughs> Lero strides forward towards you, Bernie. He is a dark-skinned man, dark eyes. He is a completely shaved head. And you can see as he gets closer, not only is this an, an older human, um, usually humans of late 40s, early 50s, especially in, in this kind of fighting atmosphere, they don't survive very long. And he looks weathered and worn, but he also looks intense. And you, you get the sense that even without the zone of truth, this is not a man who's going to lie to you. And he stands in front of you and bows his head and says, my lady... Thou art correct. If only we had been quicker, we might have been able to save these 
these townsfolk and it is going to weigh forever on my conscience that my speed was not enough in order to save their lives. But at this moment, all I can do, and he now looks up at Asok, who's still on his horse, and says, all I can do is make sure that those who would have caused this in the first place do not cause any more harm. Oh, don't be all holier than thou. And he, he looks at you, Bernie, and he says, you want to know the truth? This one, and he points to Leros, he knew of the attack. Why do you think the, the great knight of the House of the Tufts was riding in that race? On a black charger, you knew you weren't going to win. You were there because you knew there was going to be a battle. And Leros nods and says, I did, my lord, as did you. And I think it is best now, if you leave, before I am compelled to take their honor into my own hands. And he pulls off one of his gauntlets and says, leave or challenge me. And he throws it down in front of the, in front of Asak. And Asak looks down at the gauntlet and says, your honor means nothing to me. Have your townspeople. I don't care. Men! And he turns around and starts to ride away. The four guards that are guarding you guys have kind of lowered their weapons during this exchange, and now they back away and they ride off. After a moment, after they are kind of out of earshot, Kara Eagle Shield gets off of her her roan horse and runs up to you carlton and says i tried to get here as quickly as i could i was afraid something like this might happen are you okay are your friends okay uh we we took a bit of a hit uh in in the forest with the apparently there's some peritons in there along with the basilisk uh but we were okay we are fine we are safe we could use a bit of a rest but the, we need to get these flowers to the alchemist and lord Am- amkartha could use a lesson on how to truly be a noble and i, I give a wry grin i've heard that you draw and quarter nobles, and you just hang regular people. Do you have a hanging tree? Uh, Laros gives both of you a look. You can almost maybe see a smile. It's maybe like a corner of his lip might have maybe moved. And he says, if there was ever a time that I would relish seeing a traitorous man on the hanging block, it would be him. But at this moment... Besides a, a lot of circumstantial evidence, we have nothing to present to the rest of the families. Right now, that is the no matter. We, thy companions need to get to Kyla. And he turns to Kara and he says, My lady, thy presence here was allowed because thou art capable of defending thyself. But twas in defiance of thy father, and as thou art fully aware, twas only my promise to return you unto him that he gave us permission to join us. Now my bond is honor bound. I beseech thee, return to thy father and put his mind at rest. My men are capable and prepared to defend our kin at all costs. And Kara backs away from you, Carlton, and says, Yeah, I... Dad's going to be really upset, but I I needed to come and make sure that everything was going to be okay. Car, if you'd like, there are dangerous creatures. I would be more than happy to escort, escort you home. My friends can take care of the flowers. 
Uh. Leros raises a hand and says, Thy offer is noble, good sir, but I am to escort the lady back to her to her house. And I bid you thanks. <laughs> Kara gets back onto her horse. The other guards that Laros has brought with him have kind of now set up a perimeter around both oh, the sets. Oh, bless Jesus. It's kind of two and two with each of the groups of the uh, statues. They've lit torches. One of them actually seems to be setting up a small bonfire in between. And these are heavily armored, heavily armed individuals. These are knights in full regalia, unlike the Asok Amkartha guards. So you get the sense these guys can handle whatever is coming around. Uh, Leros nods to all of you, turns his horse, and starts to ride off. Kara gives you all a, a, a smile, gives a small extra smile to Carlton, and then follows as they leave. I have no more understanding in a field of statues. Let's get these flowers to Kyla. They're good. people? I, I have no more interest in standing in a field of people. <laughs> Let's get these flowers to Kyla. I want to attempt using my healer's kit and following that by mending or the other way around on this arm to put this arm back on this person. Can she do that while we're delivering the flowers? I mean, yeah, we've been here I a long time. That. I mean, how many times can we, are we going to stand here with pick fights with people? I'm, I'm ready to get these flowers out of the way. Oh, go do it. Go do it. I'll do it. Because I do came it. over no here problem. to put an arm back on someone. You guys Fine go deliver me. the flowers. Why don't we do this? You guys, give me the flowers. I'll head to Kyle's yeah. and take care of it myself. Uh, Travancore, take care of the flowers. You and Shadow should be fine. And uh, uh, Bucks, go with him. Come fun- come get us if, uh, if any trouble happens. All right. Uh, as you guys hand all the flowers over to Travancore, he and Shadow and Bucks make I take one flower beeline. and put it on, uh, on Shadow's ear. Oh, I give Travancore 100 gold uh, for the potions of healing that I owe Kyla. Okay, okay. I take it. Uh, here, this is to settle our debt for the healing potions I took. And we'll stay here and, uh, and watch over Bernie. Make sure that no one distracts her from, from this. Shadow, as you put the flower over his ear, he kind of tries to look up at it. And between the flower and the mirror that's attached to his head, he starts to swipe at his head again. He's like, I'm like, no, no, no. Shadow, oh, no. Bear. Just, just bear. deal with it. I'll, I'll take it out bear. once we're out of sight. Pretty bear. And he, uh, Travancore, he gives you a really long suffering look. Like, really? Shadow's right, become one of those kids that wears a helmet everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Poor Shadow. Everybody had that kid that like just kept their bike helmet on. For no real reason. And Shadow's that kid. should be laughing about that, but it's funny. <laughs> they all, all right. know I'm normal. It's fine. Travancore, you and your bear and your friend's owl make a beeline for Kyla's. Meanwhile, Bernie uh, mending is a one minute casting time. So here's my thought. I feel like there has to be a combination. Because what you said is you said this person still has a soul. So there's got to be some kind of combination of like the divine healing, which may not be the healer's kid. It may have to be the like divine intervention prayer and mending. So, because they've got to fix the stone part, but you have to fix the human being part. And I want to do this now, because when a limb falls off, the longer it's off, the harder it is to reattach. <laughs> In terms of actual, like, like if you got your finger chopped off, if you can get it to the hospital immediately, there's some, like, time. It's like, you know, the longer this limb's been off, the less likely this person is going to have a limb. As you approach the statue, tell me 
tell me what you want to do in what order. I think, so here's what I think it is. I think the actual, like, I think this is like a situation of like, the mending is going to be like almost like stitches. Like this idea of like the mending is like the physically, like the physicality of it. And then the prayer is the actual healing that makes the limb reattach. You know, it's like there's like the the magic part. And then there's like if I had stitch, like there's like the, the, the levels of the magic. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. And when you talk about prayer, are you actually doing some like a... a- I can just use healing word. All right, so First you level. go up to the the statue with the arm off. It takes you a second to kind of find the arm. You go to hold it up because basically you need to hold it in place and cast mending and then cast this this healing spell. But you need both hands free in order to actually. I want to help and like steady the limb. Like I want to make it, kind of set it in place while Bernie does her thing. Okay, so. Bernie, you give the the arm to Jonathan, who holds it in place. Jonathan, I need you to make a strength check. I can actually do those. Everyone can. You're just a little better at it than some people. Yeah, only a little, though. Yeah, six. (laughs) All right. Don't um, you drop this. Oh, my God. (laughs) He doesn't drop it, but um, Jonathan, you're having a hard time holding it steady in place because it's not a clean break. So as you kind of- You push it in. Bernie, you need both hands free in order to cast the spells. Oh, yeah. But I have to touch the thing. Uh, I'll I'll give Jonathan a hand. I mean, I've got a lot. Like, Carlton has this entire time, but, like, kind of, like, recessed into his own mind. Uh, A lot of emotions are coming up. Like, he's learned a lot about stuff today, and a lot of his past is coming back to haunt him and or help him, apparently. But he will see that Jonathan is struggling and will offer a hand. Okay. Uh, If you would like to roll aid... It's, it's an arm, so it's not like two people can really hold it. But if you would like to maybe help with one hand steady it, if you want to just roll a d20. Sure. Straight up d20, I can do that. Yeah. Straight up d20, no modifiers. Oops, wrong direction. Just give me a d20. All right. I am well inside my head. I rolled a five. Carlton comes up to Jonathan. He, he doesn't get in the way, but he's not helping too much. Bernie, so you're going to go ahead and cast Mending first and then mm-hmm. Healing Word? Uh-huh. Okay. You cast mending. It takes a minute uh, as you guys kind of try to hold this arm into place as best as possible. As you finish mending and kind of automatically move into healing word, uh, Jonathan and uh, Carlton, you feel the arm kind of merge back into the body a bit. And as you let go, it, it seems like it's reattached. It's a little crooked. Doesn't seem to be on terribly straight but it's on it's on i mean it's sitting there right so it's got to be okay bernie then goes into healing word which is pretty instantaneous and i'd like you to roll a medicine check please oh i thought i was rolling my healing word which okay okay well, medicine we'll check. get that we'll get medicine that too check. okay let me do medicine give me first. a medicine okay. check the healing word is a little different than giving hit points back 21 okay you feel you feel like the healing word has helped. And as you take a step back and kind of look over your handiwork, the arm's a bit crooked, but it seems to be reattached. Okay, that's better than no arm. You won't know for sure until this person is actually revived from being petrified, but the arm is reattached and seems to be stable, if a bit wonky. You know, if we could have done this, like... 
five minutes ago. Fucking humans. No, no offense. Fucking Amkathras. Yeah, it was those guys and our lack of diplomacy <laughs> that got us in trouble. Fortunately, uh, Sir Loris was here to Laros. Sorry, <laughs> different, different noble knight. Uh, totally different. Do- noble totally knight. different noble knight. Uh, Laros was here to uh, save our bacon. By the way, if you and I say to Carlton, if you get a chance again, thank him for us. I I shall. But just so you know, I will have zero diplomacy with Asok. Just FYI. (laughs) I noticed. Apparently, most people will. And and my glance starts back. Like, it goes high and it goes low. It goes high and it goes low. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Carlton, you do remember, as I said, you've never actually met Sir uh, Laros Tough, but you do know that he's got an impeccable re- uh, reputation in town. You also know that he is, he has a sense of honor that is almost to a fault. And he's a great guy to have on your side, but the wrong guy you want to insult. So for the moment, you're kind of happy that he, he seems to believe you guys and, and Kara that you're, you're on the up and up. Also, Asok has a reputation, so he's an asshole. He does. Asok is an asshole. We don't know that. <laughs> I do. Oh. Well, we do now, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> Carlton knew. <laughs> Carlton maybe needs to share with the rest of the fucking class. Uh, Bernie's Zone of Truth is still up, by the way. Zone of Truth, Oh, my this friends. is all fucking truthful. This is this is a bigger truth bomb than my goddamn fireball. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that any of you have lied. I'm saying if there was any time that you guys wanted to get the truth out of each What's other. What's up, Carlton? Just do it. Just tell us what's up so, with your girlfriend, what's what up it, with your uncle, hey, what's up like, with that like, guy. Like Queen Bay, I need specific questions. Who is Kara Oak, uh, Eagle Shield and why is she important to you? Uh, after I left the woods, uh, I eventually found a caravan and made my way down to here to Amphil. And her family took me in and I worked on their farm for room and board. They were like a second family to me and Kara and I became very close. How in close? In a biblical way? Pretty close. <laughs> if, you, if we're all adults here, if you had sex, we—that's fine. I would not if you want had to sex. disgrace the lady's honor. Uh, I'm please sorry. Do not make me, please Carlton. do not make me say it. I put my hand on my hips, and I'm like, "You when have I dip, literally you dip, shit out opals, and you get shy with this." I'm yes. not trying to kink shape. I'm just saying. We have uh, spent many a night together, and we uh, have found comfort in each other in the. One might find a way that they would with a woman who they are attracted to. And Carlton starts blushing. You had sex. We had this talk a couple of times. It's different when you actually love the one. Pork it yeah, real good. I hear a callback in the distance. <laughs> Travancore, inside town, as you enter the the home and the shop, of Kyla Kuhn, the alchemist, with the flowers and your bear and bucks. Somewhere in the back of your mind, you're pretty sure that there was a song being sung that you needed to be nearby for, but it's of no matter. You you have a, a mission. Uh, as you enter the shop, it seems to be the same as it was just an hour, a couple hours ago when you left. You see Kyla in the back. She's still furiously work, working away in front of a variety of beakers that are bubbling away and oh god, there is something that smells hideous in here. 
Oh, can I do a smell check to figure out what it is? <laughs> uh, both you and Shadow can do a perception check. Shadow already is like... Okay, so Travancore rolls a 24, Shadow rolls a 14. Yeah. Oh, all Shadow knows is that this is some of the worst things he's ever smelled, and it's he his eyes start to water. You manage to pierce through the horror of this stench and you think you recognize just a hint of the basilisk that you'd fought from before. And it makes a little more sense as you go to the back. You can still see the remains of this basilisk stomach that Kyla had harvested with you with your help. It's just sitting out and it seems to have atrophied in the same way that the basilisk bodies from before have, except now you're in an enclosed room with it. Oof. Kyla! Travancore, yes. I had the flowers. Oh, excellent! How many have you managed to bring? I give her everything that I had. I think it was like 22. Yeah, I guess it would be 21, unless you want to give her the one on Shadow. I'll give and, her the one from Shadow, too. And Shadow immediately... And then, <laughs> as the sweet-smelling flower is taken away from his head, and he kind of realizes now the stench is going to hit him harder of this basilisk, and he moves forward, and you have to kind of hold him back. You hand over the flowers, she looks at them and says, this, Oh, this is perfect this is more than more than we need excellent i need about uh two three hours to brew up enough potions and then uh, morning can you come back in the morning and we we can take care of everybody in the town this would be perfect we'll be back in the morning and i leave also the hundred gold for uh that that, uh, carlton gave me for to pay for the potions uh this is the gold from carlton and at this point, she finally kind of, she's been looking up and at the flowers and at what she's doing. She'd already kind of started to dissect the flowers. And then as you put the gold down, she seems to look up and goes, they, where are the rest of your companions? They didn't, you're not the only one, are you? No, oh, no, they're still, no, oh, dear they're, God, they're alive. Black they're alive. Everybody- they're alive. And they're not oh. stone. It's just that Bernie's a healer, and she was trying to uh, to remend, attach an arm to one of the uh, the people that was turned to stone that had their arm removed. I don't know if they succeeded or not. Bucks turns to you and goes, "Who?" <laughs> God damn it! Well said, Bucks. Well said. Bucks. Bucks. Owl. Owl smiles a bit. It's like Kyla cocks her head a second, kind of mulling over this information, and says, "I'm." I'm not as familiar with healing magic as I really should. I I don't know if that's possible, but eh, not my area of expertise. I hope she is successful. There was there was problems. This one of the statues has already lost an arm. What happened? I'm I'm not sure. We just got back and we saw that some of the uh, statues were shattered. We got into an altercation with uh, oh man this this so-called noble lord uh, Amuk Ankara something like that. Her face uh, falls and she says. Um, um, Carthra? Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, I... Yeah, he's yeah, a real honey of a no, isn't he? And she, she mutters something under her breath. What languages do you speak again? Okay, so... <laughs> Colin, yeah, Elven, Goblin, Draconic, Sylvan, Celestial, and Undercommon. You don't recognize the language, but Aww. it's pretty easy to see that she's cursing whatever it is that she's saying. And she yeah. looks back at you and says... He is a very dangerous man, very cunning and dangerous. And there are rumors that he and his men know something about what happened this afternoon. There's been there's been a lot of rumors going around about the real reason for this race for this afternoon. Please, 
if you can avoid him at all costs, he is vindictive and powerful. Sound advice. Luckily, so am I. Oh, luckily, Laros was there to uh, to sort of diffuse the situation. La- the knight? The Laros? Yeah. Yeah, kind of cute. <laughs> the kind of cute rolls over her as her eyes widen and she says, Well, if he is involved, did he did he kill Asok? And she no. gets all happy. As far as I know, everyone no, everyone's still alive. No one no one no one died. Oh. Our our healer did take uh attack, a brief attack from uh from one of uh Amkartha's uh jerk guards. But uh but she's a healer, physician healed thyself and all that. That's what she does. This is more complicated than I had imagined. Let me one thing at a time, please. Yeah. Give me a few hours to to finish preparing as many of the salves as I can. If you can come back in the morning, I will have them all prepared. We will return to the the, the townspeople, and we should be able to save as many as we can. Uh, and hopefully, no more will will befall any harm. Yeah, I'll let you work. And Shadow, Bucks, and I head out the door. And I sort of nod to Bucks. I know I can't really talk to him. I say, "Hey, if you think it's a good idea, you might want to fly up ahead and let uh, Jonathan know we're on the way back." And he he says he kind of like straightens up. It's like Ooh, and takes off. Kyla gives you a, a warm smile and and then immediately goes back to just ripping these flowers apart. You get outside and and you and both of your animal companions as as Bucks flies off take a really deep breath of some clean air because wow that basilisk oh that place is going to be rank for a while. And as you return to your friends, we'll call it for tonight. And we'll return next time to see what happens in the morning. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter. <laughs>